And I think Jack Black is the one who's like, we just saw Coupon. Yeah, it was a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Sincast, presented by CinemaSins. All right, everybody, welcome to the Sincast. This is Chris Atkinson from CinemaSins, joined as always by the voice of CinemaSins, Jeremy Scott. That's me. Hello. Yeah, that's that's Tim over there. Yeah, hey, I'm here. <laughs> And from Music Video Sins, Barrett Share. Hello, everyone. And today we're going to do a mini pod of Solo. Solo pod. A Star Wars Solo story. Wookie pod. A Star Wars story. Is it, though? Is it really a Star Wars story? I, don't I guess think, it kind of is. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think it definitely is. Yeah. 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 It, it really definitely. I got beefed with this it movie. It definitely but really tries to make it a Star Wars story. Yeah. Like, it tries very hard. Like, it reminds me of uh the hobbit in a way oh mm. where it's like let's shoehorn as much lord of the rings as we can into this That's thing very interesting. connecting well i'll tell everything. you this and this is non-spoilery and this could kick us off i'll just go on the record as saying i really really like this movie but if they do that hobbit bullshit which i think they're going to mm-hmm. and make this three movies mm-hmm. then fuck that I'm not yeah, a fan. I'm not yeah. a fan of that. You're yeah. not alone. Plenty of. I think this is a very interesting, divisive movie because I see a lot of people who are like, I don't get it. I loved it. And I see a lot of people going, I didn't like it. And it's sitting at around 71% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. I think you can land on either side of liking or disliking it and find camaraderie out there. But unlike The Last Jedi, it doesn't feel as venomous when we discuss this movie. It seems like more. maybe it's because this is a one-off movie that feels more harmless than The Last Jedi, mm-hmm. which was more of a canon kind of a thing Mm -hmm. um there's plenty to enjoy here uh before we get into spoilers i think the guy whose name i'm not going to pronounce who's playing (laughs) han solo uh does a great job is it arlen ehrenreich it's alden alden i always just imagine the the character that uh guy pierce is playing in iron man 3 oh yeah killian Killian? aldridge killian that's what i think of um he does not look like han or harrison ford Mm. he does not sound like harrison ford but he has done he has somehow captured the the charisma the tone of the character the the personality posture if you will uh in in a an eerie way yes there's little mannerisms and and you know i thought it was just my nostalgia playing but i went back because they were on uh network tv and i saw a New Hope and Empire, and it's uncanny how much, especially the young Han Solo, that this dude really imitates. Yeah, I there's was, certain times where he looks up at the at the uh, the Millennium Falcon, and gets that look in his eyes, doing the pointing and stuff like that. Yeah, he nails like those manners. I think he did. I think Donald Glover is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm almost out of good things to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I so thought, you did not like this movie. I thought that. No, uh, I tweeted out that this movie feels like that second time through the date in Groundhog Day where B- Bill Murray's trying to hit all the same beats with the snowball fight and the snowman and the jokes, but it just doesn't have the same magic. It's not. All oh, these kids are throwing snowballs at us. That's going to be crazy. Here we go. Yeah. How about kids? Millions of kids. It feels like that to me. Uh, and I, and I, I, I'm not going to say anything negative about anybody who loved, um, because I, I definitely can see I think what people were enjoying and loving here, and there is a carefree, uh, low stakes kind of enjoyability about this romp. 
that I think is is uh, a welcome turn after The Last Jedi mm-hmm. and how exhausting the discussion about The Last Jedi has become. So we are I even I was, you know, welcoming a somewhat harmless adventure. Right. Um, I do think the 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 train thing, specifically the way it kind of turns and eventually gravity boots are involved, that whole sequence, I thought that was pretty badass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, I, I, I guess I want to, for some reason, go out of my way this time to say plenty of good things. There are a couple of musical moments, score-wise, yes. that I thought worked yep. really well. Yep. Um, and, and then there are just a couple of beats that they're going for that, that work really well for me, whereas most of them felt kind of flat. I felt like I was watching a reunion of Full House. <laughs> have you seen any Fuller House episodes? No, no, no. I have, because my wife enjoys it, and that's it's a lot like what this movie was. Interesting. What do you think, Chris? Uh, I, I I like this okay. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, I I do debate with myself like whether or not this is a movie I'd watch if it didn't have Star Wars attached to it. Mm. And and that's nothing that a Star Wars story can really do. I don't. I maybe it can't. I don't know. I, maybe it can. Um, try to stand alone without some sort of connective tissue or whatever, but. Imagine if you saw this movie advertised and it wasn't Solo, but it was somebody like Solo and it was a heist movie and you saw the trailers that you saw. I mean, it would not be something appetizing to watch. No, especially with those trailers. I totally agree. I kept thinking how much it felt like it was part of the Riddick universe. Like it could be a Chronicles of Riddick story. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Valerian. Or Valerian. I still still (laughs) haven't watched Valerian, so I can't speak to that. Yeah. Um, you're right. Uh, and, and yet, what, where this movie fails the most for me is how far out of its way it goes to try and remind you it's a Star Wars movie, specifically a Han Solo movie. Um, there are just too many beats. It's, it's, uh, I saw somebody on Twitter call it a filmmaking by checkboxing, mm-hmm. um, where it's sort of like we, we need to have, oh, we got to have Han meeting Lando. We got to have Han meeting Chewie. We've got, and I'm not going to spoil anything else. You know both of those characters mm-hmm. are in the movie. Uh, but it just feels like a lot of it is, ah, we can check that off, we can well, check that off, we can check that off. In that way, it's like a biopic, right? It, it really is. It's like it's a Ron like, Howard biopic. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. really is. And what's frustrating, honestly, again, we'll get into spoilers, but the, the way this movie ends and where the character of Han is uh, morally, uh, personality-wise, is is criminal to me mm-hmm. because it completely robs the character of Han Solo and his arc in Star Wars. Oh. Because he's a fucking scoundrel in Star Wars, and when he turns good and makes that decision to come back at the end, he's becoming a hero. And this movie makes him a hero at 20 years old. Uh, it, eh, but then he's going off to do smuggler shit, like immediately... <laughs> he makes the morally right choice like three different times at the end you, of this you movie. You think that you can get Han Solo in A New Hope, who has never made or rarely made morally correct decisions? I think you have to have that in his background. Only if you're doing a three-movie arc well, like The Hobbit, where and, you're going to try and break and him like down said, later. And like we said, I think that's where they're going, and I think that's exactly what happens. I think he is he is this character at the start. But we also know that from the events of this movie, there's some things that can set him up to be real, like, uh, you know, down on life and down yeah. on. I mean, he'll be cynical about a lot of things if the way this movie is going, the way this arc is going, yeah. 
completes and it could be to the point where where we see him in a new hope he has eventually lost all of that sort of like i don't want to be a good guy anymore because and i can buy that too by the way i can if they stop it right here and then i watch this and a new hope right next to each other i can buy that passage of time without having to see two other movies about it no i think he needs to be i gotta save most of my thoughts on this for the spoiler section Mm. because the way that i would quote unquote fix this movie for jeremy's taste i have to talk about shit that's spoilery i just wish that they 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 sold me a one-off movie Mm -hmm. and the way that it's performing by the way this movie's not a bomb don't believe that yeah, no shit man it didn't live up to expectations yeah. and and that's being spun as a disappointing bomb mm-hmm. but it is making lower than expectations enough you can ask the question will they end up actually making solo too mm. but I you sold not. me a one-off movie and then you showed me a film where you're clearly planning a three movie arc yeah and that's frustrating because i want to be able to go from this movie to a new hope and have the character make sense and that's not possible and yeah i think that it is fixable in that aspect of taking out one section specifically that just feels so out of place but you know we'll get one to, we'll get uh, into that. now this movie made uh roughly a hundred and something million dollars mm-hmm. over the uh weekend yeah, terribly I don't disappointing the, don't know what the memorial day four day is going to be but um but uh i before the summer started i i sort of speculated would deadpool's uh second week beat this one obviously nowhere near because deadpool 2 had its own problems mm-hmm. uh even deadpool 2 is not performing the way people thought it would mm. um so um so it ended up making about half of what solo did in its first weekend or whatever as to the bomb part of it you're right that not not now can we say it's a bomb but it did make it did get cost two hundred and fifty million dollars and probably an untold <laughs> amount of other money on marketing, and it is currently it's not everywhere worldwide yet. It still needs to hit a lot of places in Europe and everything like that. That movie needs to make about five hundred million or more worldwide, and uh, so it could be a bomb. So let me ask you this: Do you think Disney is likely to treat? this as a loss leader considering all of the star wars and marvel shit that's doing well and go well we still want to tell the rest of this story or do you think they may not make more solo Uh, films based on this and if that happens does this film end with the character in a satisfactory place for you yeah they easily could do this as loss leader the question is do is disney that love and in love with money that they can't they don't want any kind of loss or anything. Right. I mean, they can look at a wrinkle in time the same way. Sure. <laughs> they could do, sure. they could, they could make the rest of that trilogy with no problem because they've made so much money on everything else. But will they? Yeah. Is I that a trilogy? It. Well, yeah. You have, you have a wind in the door and you have a swiftly tilting planet. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And you have the crooked penis. <laughs> and the crooked penis. <laughs> <laughs> Madeline Lingle's. <laughs> Like Anne Rice years. <laughs> uh, isn't it, like actually, a, it actually sounds more like a like a Sue Grafton novel or something. C is for crooked penis. <laughs> oh man! All right, let's grade this bitch and get into spoilers. All right, uh, I'm gonna give this a solid C. Oh, mm. wow. Mm. I'm going to go with B plus, and I thought about A minus. So I'll, g- I'll give a little bit of context with this. I, I did see this with my son, 10-year-old mm-hmm. son. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, it was delightful to see it with him. Not now, bad. I think I would have liked it almost as much if I had just seen it alone. Mm-hmm. But with him, like he's ate up by Star Wars. He knows stuff that I didn't know. I had to ask him questions about this movie That's afterwards, awesome. a, a major question, because he's seen Rebels and he's seen Clone Wars well, yeah, and all that stuff. You would have to ask. Uh, but he was saying, like, okay, this part's coming up because he had seen the trailer so many times. He's like, you know... It's in the trailer. It's not a spoiler. When the Millennium Falcon like hits the Tie Fighter and like bumps it out of the way and it goes crashing in there, he's like, "It's coming up! It's coming up!" And when it did, he's like, "Yes!" Mm-hmm. I was like, "Yeah, that's awesome!" Uh, and we were just like, you know, nudging and laughing the whole time. So that that may have influenced me, uh, but I think I would like this story. And I've replayed it in my brain. The story itself, what I liked, what I didn't, I still would go with the B plus. That's fine. You're not. I mean, you're always going to be entitled to your opinion. I'm actually glad we've got at least one of the three of us repping the I liked it side. Yeah. Uh, I'm with Chris. I'm going to go solid C. Um, I thought about a C plus just because I do have such a narrow kind of grading window. Uh, but this is not the kind of movie I can recommend you spend theater dollars on or that you need to see on a big screen. And oh. it's one of these that in hindsight, if I had waited for Blu-ray and seen it at home, probably would have liked it a whole letter grade more. Hmm. Um, it just it, it disappointed me more than it thrilled me. Interesting. What did you do? You remember what you gave Last Jedi? Oh, it was low. Something in it was probably somewhere in the C plus B minus range. Because there is a lot that that movie is more frustrating because there's it's it's so many peaks and valleys. (laughs) No kidding. There's like you've got that (laughs) hyperspace ship crash thing, which is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. And then you've got floating space land, which is just annoying to me. (laughs) You get fuel. Whereas this movie, the the solo movie, has has neither those peaks nor those valleys. It's Mm. just more of a it's more of a straight Indiana highway. Yeah, yeah. this is, brings up another question uh, with the sort of the disappointing returns of this movie. And when we go back to Ant-Man, where another director change happened, mm. uh, where the Ant-Man did okay, um, but would this have done worse under the Lord and Miller direction? This oh, is, I don't think so. I, I mean, I don't think so. I you could you could see similar to the uh, the Ant Man where you see the flashes of Edgar Wrightness in there. Mm-hmm. I could spot a few Lord and Miller type of like dialogues, especially between Lando and Han mm-hmm. or Han. Um, oh God, damn it! <laughs> I am just do the spoiler goddamn noise so we can start talking. Finish I'm your just thought. Saying, no, I'm saying Lord and Miller. They would have done their thing that they did for Lego Movie and for Twenty One Jump Street and stuff like that. Elevated the material to where you're going to get a lot more word of mouth than arguably the Ron Howard. You can definitely see the Ron Howard parts too. Yeah, where it's just middle of the road. You know? I understand where Disney's coming from. That they don't want to make this some completely detached, like jokey, whatever. But uh i think it really needed it man. yes i agree i agree it really needed it needed something. to be more guardians of the galaxy and less rogue one yeah and they went more rogue one and less guardians of the galaxy in mm. tone so it, it it is an interesting debate i mean star Wars. i mean uh, disney could be looking up in their offices going well just imagine what it would have been if it was that lord miller version yeah they, they would have said it would made less yeah right? they you probably would have said 60 million or whatever but i don't know man after a disappointing run like this don't you yeah, they and Lord Miller has a fucking track record. Yeah, they it's do. not like they're just making duds out I mean, there. As does Ron Howard, but you know, <laughs> but Ron Howard's track record the last fifteen years is not. You're right. 
you know, it's not, it's the middle of the road. It's vanilla <laughs> stuff. Yeah. No, it's stuff that's just fine. My friend Jason asked me, I'm going to see Solo tomorrow. What will I think? And I was like, it's fine. It's a movie. It's fine. It is. I'm not going to, I'm not going to get angry when we do the sins video. It's like, it's like, uh, Mr. Show when everybody is court mandated to watch Coupon the movie. <laughs> and then like everybody has to come out with their reviews. And I think Jack Black is the one who's like, we just saw Coupon. Yeah, it was a movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so are we in spoiler territory? Let's do it. No spoilers! Kevin Spacey is Kaiser Sose. Miss Luke's what? father is actually Darth Vader. She's, She's the sister and the daughter. They just no, 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 no. I'm reading the books. Let's do spoilers! They, they need to stop rewriting and retconning shit with these new movies. Mm-hmm. I was annoyed enough in Rogue One when they were like, hey, we can forgive that really glaring flaw in the Death Star design by writing it into the past. Mm-hmm. And now they've done it with Billy D. Williams' mispronunciation of Han. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why did they bother you so much? Because you're forgiving a movie mistake with a whole movie. Was that actually, was that a Billy D. Williams mistake? From what I understand, I looked this up. From what I understand... He had read the script before he ever heard anyone pronounce it, and no one ever corrected him. And he only says it a couple different times yeah. in the movie. Um, if there was a reason for it, it should have been in that movie, or in the re-release, or in the revised version, or in the commentary on any of those versions, or in the interview with fucking <laughs> Leonard Moulton that he did that came out on the VHS. It should not be new news to me in 2018 that, oh, he's always said it that way because he likes to needle him. Isn't that cute? Wink, yeah. wink. Uh, it's not a, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Yeah, all, it I'm it just sets pu- up the adversarial relationship like from the very beginning. I don't give I, a shit. I, I, I agree. It's kind of, it's, I like your train of thought as far as retconning and all that. I don't. I just don't think this is that big of a deal. No, it's not, not anywhere near as big a deal as the Death Star. Yeah, no, the Death yeah, Star thing was, was an entire. It was thing. where I, where I official this movie officially lost me mm-hmm. at that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, well, because I feel like I feel like if you give me a few of these Han Solo things and not all of them, I might like this movie a whole lot more. But you beat me over the head with it. You beat me over the head with so much Star Wars. There's a Bubba Fett statue in. This room that goes unexplained. Mm. There's a goddamn Darth Maul surprise twist that makes no fucking sense. That's a whole other thing. Yeah. And is basically a middle finger to anyone that hasn't watched all of that cartoon series. Let's talk. Let's talk about Darth Maul, or as he is credited in this movie, just plain Maul. Yeah, he drops the <laughs> drop the the. Yeah, just, <laughs> drop just, drop just the Maul. Darth. Um, the okay. So after I watched this movie with my brother. My brother was like, that was weird at the end. They put in Darth Maul. That doesn't seem right. And I was like, it isn't. <laughs> um, so I did some math. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so first off, we know in the New Hope, Harrison Ford is 35 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, so even if we give him some leeway, let's say he's in his 40s or whatever, Um now we've got to start doing some math here because Darth Maul was in Phantom Menace, and this is well before A New Hope. Mm-hmm. Um, so he dies in A Phantom Menace, and then we've got we've got baby Anakin in that one, mm-hmm. and he turns into Hayden Christians, and we're supposed to believe he's like, what, 18, 19, maybe 20. Maybe. Yeah. It, by the time that is. So it, about 10 years have passed since Phantom Menace to Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. Um uh, by the time uh, in Re- Revenge of the Sith, 
where uh, Luke and Leia are are you know given birth to by Natalie Portman, mm-hmm. uh, and are you know are given their names as they come out of her vagina. <laughs> <laughs> It writes in a sharpie on <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Not unlike the way Han Solo gets his name in this movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, there's about a 20-year gap between Sith and A New Hope. Right. Because Luke is about 20 right. years old at that point. So Maul is is not Darth Maul yet in this one where Han Solo is, oh, about 18, 19, 20, somewhere around there, right? Mm-hmm. So you say it, it, he's not even Darth Maul yet, and Phantom Menace hasn't even started. No, he's okay. You're no, you've got it backwards. He's dropped the Darth Maul. You're right, but you're wrong. He should be seventy some years old in the at the end of this movie, right? But he's not. Uh, but in that cartoon that you haven't watched, they declared Darth Maul didn't die at the end of Phantom Menace. Oh. He fell down that hole, and they put robot legs on his torso, and then he became a criminal leader of the planet where Bubba Fett is from. Yes. Yeah right fuck you <laughs> okay so even still he's he's alive mm-hmm. he should be 70 some years old at the end of this solo movie yeah and so, he's not so now there's Unless, a- well who, who the fuck cares right because yeah. chewie's 190 years old apparently <laughs> so okay so they're saying this happens somewhere around where rogue one does then yes it's right before rogue one yes okay it's positioned between revenge of the sith and rogue one okay so, yeah, I still, I don't, I mean, I had to watch a fucking cartoon before I watched this movie. Well, that's the thing, is that this is this movie is officially jumping the shark when it comes to fan service. This is not something the average Star Wars fan knows. If you tell me the average Star Wars fan has watched that goddamn cartoon, I'm going to slap you across the face. I agree. Because the average Star Wars fan has watched that cartoon is under the age of 18. I agree. What what I took it as, and I agree that that whole thing bothered the shit out of me, okay. and that's one of the things I had to ask my son right, as we were going he's back to the show because he's seen it. Um, what I took it as is how the fuck did this happen? We're definitely going to do a sequel. We're going to explain it later. God damn it! Why do we keep either, making movies? Like either way, this? pisses me off because I don't want to see a sequel? story be contained. I agree. I don't want to watch those cartoons, and I don't want to see a sequel to this right. movie. It also means that Darth Maul will fucking die because he's nowhere to be found in anything else after this. He, right? He, yeah, he actually already has. But in if the cartoon. you've been cut in fucking half and fall and you fall down that far, and you can still live from that. Then there's nothing that should kill you. Yes, Space Leia. See now, yeah, exactly. No, I, okay, before before we get too far into the actual plot, I just want to. I have not fully list rattled off the reasons this movie annoys me in terms of trying too hard to be Star Wars. So I feel like this movie is saying, "You want to see where Han Solo got his name? We got you covered. Yeah. You want to see where he got the Millennium Falcon or first flew it? We got you covered. You cool. want to see how the Millennium Falcon went from an awesome looking ship to a beat up dump? We got you covered. You want to see the actual card game later where he ultimately wins it from Lando? We got you covered. Did you see where I'm going? With I know. This? I, I liked those last three. <laughs> but it's like, like the whole giving the name thing was so ham handed. That was some bullshit. It was. I enjoyed. Ham handed. Ah, nice. <laughs> I enjoyed seeing the, the interactions between. Uh, Alden Ehrenreich and Luke, and uh, Donald Glover, Lucas Glover, a fucking golfer. That's yeah, what I was gonna say. <laughs> Crispin Glover. <laughs> uh, Donald Glover, I thought was awesome. I no, think the chemistry I was think great. The chemistry's fine. I like how the ship changes hands. Co- did I need to see all the Han Solo history in this one? Especially since you're clearly planning to give me two more. Why not show me the first card game where he doesn't win the ship? 
And then later he gets to fly the ship. But then, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's that's where it's tonally confusing, whether it's setting it up to be a sequel or whether it's a standalone thing. Exactly. The one thing I'll give Rogue One is that everybody fucking dies at the end. Well, that so movie it's is self-contained. self-contained. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I didn't like that. I thought that was way over the top. You could have some tie-ins besides that awesome uh, Vader scene. But that's where this movie is confused within itself, whether it wants to be a solo movie itself or whether it wants to set up I this think, whole thing. I think where where Jeremy is coming from on this, and this is I I agree. I'm I'm not a big fan of of like doing the check mark type of thing. Is that everything? Nothing feels organic. Everything mm. feels like we're trying to get to this point to show you what it is, just like a biopic does. Mm-hmm. And we're trying, you know, and 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 then like the card game itself, it it's set up to look like uh, Texas Hold'em. Yeah, but it's yeah. N- it's not. It's right. some alien Baccarat type of thing. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and like, uh, and and by the end of it, we find out that Lando's been cheating and. And you know, Han, you know, Han's like, I don't even know how he even got that green, whatever. And you're like, well, I don't even know the rules of this game, <laughs> so I'm not even really, I don't even really know what you're talking about at this point. <laughs> I mean, I think there's a point in the in that first card game where they show him with mm-hmm. a little thing on his sleeve or whatever, but um, I, I still don't. I, I mean, I don't get the rules of the game. You just show me some like colorful alien magic the gathering type type of cards i'm like hey whatever um the castle run there's another one where it's like it it comes out of just hey you want to actually see the castle run we got you covered (sighs) but it was it was thrilling i don't even understand it I what? still don't know what the Kessel Run is. They're going. They're going through the Kessel system. Is it from, parsec a time? Is it a distance? I don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> well, then why show me everything and, and without remember, explaining I'll any remember, of it? I'll remember too when we did a sense video of A New Hope. Our editors threw in this will be done in such and such less parsecs, <laughs> and uh, and somebody wrote on there that it, that parsecs were a measure of distance, not time. And I was like, then what is it? How do you make a run yeah. that is shorter? Yeah, but, than, but he does and, do it shorter. Well, because he cuts through the whatever. No, but he's phrasing it as being a, a measure of as time. As a measure of time. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Is like it's you can't you can't you can't say, man, this fa- this ship is fast. We did a run in less mileage than the other. Yeah. Pl- yeah. You know, like, Google yeah. says the official definition of parsec is a unit of distance used in astronomy equal to about 3.26 light years. Yeah, Wikipedia is wrong as always. But also even even that is distance. <laughs> yeah, it's distance. So it's yeah. basically saying I'm the fastest in the galaxy because I only went five feet and you went a whole mile. <laughs> I agree. I yeah. agree. I, I, uh, I The Kessel run itself was thrilling to me i well, the flying is, of the ship was but, fun well here's mm. the thing it might be it might be exciting to see the castle run but is it is the castle run such a a known entity in the universe that han later in a new hope says what do you think uh, this is a, you know this ship made the castle run in less than 12 parsecs." Like, yeah that sounds like something that everybody <laughs> flies through yeah. all the time yeah. and we're told pretty pretty early on that this is someplace nobody ever fucking yeah, this goes. is an yeah. impossible mission yeah. yeah so how many people have actually even gone on like they're going to make a luke origin story and we're going to literally see him bullseyeing womp rats <laughs> yeah you are right you're right? totally right yeah. yes that's why this movie annoys me <laughs> is because I, I, I could have more fun with it if you weren't tripping over yourself trying to give me these fan service moments. Mm-hmm. Like there are five glory shots of those goddamn dice in the first three minutes of this movie. Yeah, and no those kidding. dice have not mattered. 
until, until last the last Jedi. We saw them once in the original trilogy, mm-hmm. and now they are like the totem to end all totems. They mean everything. Since when did Han and Chewie and the Falcon become the heart and soul of everything Star Wars was? Mm-hmm. How many shots do we get of a furry hand and a human hand together on that controller moving it? Every time I saw that, I heard, friends. <laughs> One thing that I am glad that they did in this, though, is they show Han uh, actually speaking Chewie's language. I agree. That was cool. Which is something that I, you know, we, we talked about in that MCU, the phase three with Groot. Yeah. How Rocket knows Groot and can understand him but somehow can't relay back to him simple messages right. and everything so I, I i was glad that he actually did that of course he speaks english after that he just, yeah completely just he never that. goes back to yeah. it but also was was chewy just like down there eating fools left and right until yes. han showed I think up so, yeah that is dark yeah mm-hmm. That is a dark backstory for Chewie. He's 190 and for maybe God knows how many years has just been eating prisoners yeah. for to survive. Mm-hmm. Like maybe not even because he's angry. Maybe just because it's that's, that's how they news. feed him. That's right. Yeah, that's dark. It is dark. <laughs> I uh, so yeah, I I liked I liked the 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 train thing. I thought that was a good that was a good sequence. That's probably the best part of this whole movie. Yeah, especially when it turns on its side. I don't know now. I don't know why you designed the train to do that, but I'm glad you did because when the bad guys have gravity boots and the good guys don't, like that whole thing, I was pretty thrilled. Well, and the that. good guys mm-hmm. are using some sort of like magnet thing, right? Aren't they? Don't they have like a. a a cable of some yeah sort. they have they have something that they they keep holding on to and then later they lose that ability and they're hanging from the cords that are up on the, mm, the ship yeah that was the best part for me and it, and it had a lot of stakes to it because there's there's characters played by like actual like well-known actors mm-hmm. in there and they're and they're getting killed yeah yeah, yeah. Everything. did you know that was john favreau by the way that was no i did not but i i legit thought it was bradley cooper that's how yeah. much rocket raccoon <laughs> exactly. from that i did too i was sitting there going that, that it makes sense that that'd be bradley cooper there like i i'm sitting there going and again i'm not actually angry about this but i'm like disney you're disney you're Star Wars and Marvel. Why did you just make a Rocket Raccoon character? Like he, I, I wanted to like him. He was very charming. Like, yeah, but yeah. almost everything likable about him was the character trait Rocket Raccoon has already. Yeah, I don't know. Plus, yeah. then you just kill him. Like, well, you kill him and Thandy Newton, man. I re- like casually kill Thandy mm-hmm. Newton. Did yeah. she have to die? I really don't think I understood the heist. She enough was to surrounded know. by these bots that were out there, and the train was fast approaching that that spot. So and either so she had to blow herself up, or everyone was going to die. Yeah, because they were the, okay. the the bots or the droids were. I don't think I understood them. that they literally had to blow the track to lift that car. They were harnessing off i don't think i understood mm. that because yeah. when she blew herself up i'm like why did you why did you do that well yeah i think it was a time sensitive issue because they did uncouple everything right on those things so they should have been able to just lift it unless it up. was like something underneath was clutching the track like yeah. like the monorail monorail, monorail. <laughs> um what else boys then, uh so you have uh woody harrelson in this too we haven't even mentioned yeah he's got a terrible haircut yeah terrible haircut uh this his character reminds you that you're in a heist movie and there's so many double crosses that are that are in store and everything there's a there's a spirit of this that I really want to love and everything. I just just don't think they ever quite get there. Like mm. you're ex- you're kind of expecting the double cross and everything. I don't know. It, I, I wanted I want more heist than Star Wars in this almost. Cause, yeah, yeah. Because I want more I want more of that than actual Star Wars. Because like we said, the Star Wars seems shoehorned in. By the end of it, 
you know, he runs into some rebels, some pre-rebels, I guess, who are like, yeah. you know, we're not really pirates, but, you know. I, I'll tell you this. I accept all, and I actually kind of agree with all of the criticisms, especially that you guys are making. It, it worked for me, though. I kind of liked seeing that, that this source of energy is fuel. what was what helped let's build just, this rebellion. Let's just call it fuel. Yeah, fuel. Well, it they, they do, I think they do, don't they? Yeah, they it's fuel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they double down on the fuel. Um, well, yeah, and I. You want to see? You want you want to prove for damn sure that Han Solo shoots first? We got you covered. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. What I what I I was trying to explain this to Dicer over Twitter, and I'm not sure I did a good enough job. But I think this movie would have been a lot played a lot better for me, at least story arc wise, for Han if he had been the one instead of Kira at the end that was secretly going to betray everyone and cash in for himself. Like, they gave her that reveal of the, I'm actually selfish and in it for myself all along. And I feel like that's the Han I want at the start of A New Hope. And maybe they're, again, maybe they're going to get him there over the next couple of movies. Maybe they're going to, like Aaron was saying, maybe they're going to break him down over the next couple of movies and leave him, like, angry or whatever. <sighs> I thought, Did you ever see him like actually angry and down on life in in A New Hope? Though no, I mean I'm not he's asking. He's a scoundrel, him to be, but like he's he's like always movie, dealing, he's dealing like, with Oh, Java. you're gonna give birth to the rebellion? I'll just give you the hundred million dollars worth of fuel that the, the whole movie has been about me trying to get. Yes, no, I I know. Heart of gold. It sets up him as being an ultimate hero. And yes, he gets back into this life of crime and everything, but he's always had, it looks like he's had some fun with it, even up until New Hope, where he's, you know, he's making deals with Greedo and, and, or shooting Greedo and making deals with other guys and trying to get out of Jabba's clutches and all that stuff. And I think the movie does a very good job of Alden Ehrenreich saying, like, talking his way out of things, because that's how the original Han was for me. But Han in A New Hope only gets involved because of money. Only. Initially. Well, initially, yes. That's yeah. the point of that movie and his yeah. arc. Well, yeah, and then this one, he only gets involved because of money initially, and then he becomes an ultimate. Yeah. It's hero. the same arc. We've got, we've got, yeah. we've got two things that are opposed here. One, though, one is it is okay for Han to be this character, and his motivations are are fine in this movie. It's just that we don't know how he gets to a new hope. Because we don't know what these other couple of movies supposedly mm. are going to be doing, and we don't like the idea that there's three movies. Exactly, yeah, because so, they're they're going to cram in Jabba, they're going to cram cram in this Crimson Dawn or whatever. Which, by the way, I read about them in Times Magazine. <laughs> did I just steal your line? You did, but that's fine. I'm sorry. That's what I kept thinking during the entire. Yeah. What were you thinking? Die Hard. Uh, where, yeah, Die Hard. Whenever they say Crimson Dawn, I would think Asian Dawn. Asian Dawn. Dawn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, man. I didn't know that we were both thinking that same thing. Yeah. But yeah, the whole movie, I kept thinking, what a silly name. Like, eventually, they're going to they're gonna get sillier, right? Because with the original trilogy, we had the, the Empire. And what, what, were the, what were they called in the prequels? The, well, it the was Republic. the Senate and then the... They were like the Republic or whatever. And then, like in Force Awakens, they were the First Order. There is now we have a Crimson Dawn. Well, there isn't Dawn. really any. That's the, that's one of the big problems with the prequels is there's not really any opposition. The opposition is just forming. Right. It's the Sith originally, and then yeah, it's, it, and the and and with the Emperor, the Emperor is like making all these moves to make it where the Republic is the bad guys, but there's a good Republic. Right. At the yeah. Start, yeah. So so there's not really any like everything is in the prequels they try to keep making it like oh like we don't know the emperor is the fucking bad guy in here and everything they keep making, who could have done that oh it was, it's impossible to know mm. 
this dude, uh, solo does have prequelitis though there's a lot of prequelitis in this yeah uh, it doesn't look as stupid as the prequels do with all the like just the garish candy colored sets and blue screen it's and, the opposite yeah. like I, like and, and I, it was a perfectly fine screen because you know when when they do come out into the light it really popped on the screen but that first scene that chase scene getting off of the the prison planet or whatever it was it was so dimly lit i could barely tell what the fuck was going on at first i thought okay i'm in a i'm in a theater that still has the 3d polarizers but i have heard this from almost everybody now so i'm beginning to think yes it's that dark yeah yeah and 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 god help those people who actually did see this through 3d polarizers (laughs) because you probably didn't see anything yeah yeah. that whole thing you probably thought the lamp was busted or some shit yeah it was definitely dark in mine as well yeah and there were i mean i know there were prob- plenty of times when it was light because the- my screen was dirty and i was distracted by it for mm. uh also i knew going into the movie that darth maul was going to be in it uh, oh really this time it wasn't spoiled by somebody who hates me it was just a fan who i guess thinks i see the movie the very first showing and wanted to talk about darth maul oh <laughs> um but uh <clears throat> i still think i would have hated that thing's guts if i had seen it like i might i might have hated the darth maul reveal even more if i had not been spoiled it's just it's it's totally thrown in there again the only reasons would be a super fan service for the the psychos and we need a villain for another movie or setting up a sequel i'm like god damn it i just wanted to enjoy this story because i did man i love donald glover uh i i know a lot of people don't but i love the robot i love the l3 character he was fucking that robot right yes all right she she says it works like how does that work it works yeah so this is where we we definitely do uh, confirm that lando is pansexual because he's hitting on han hard and then you know he's he's hitting on these girls at the card table and he's fucking his robot he just wants to fuck everything (laughs) he wants to fuck everything (laughs) baby (laughs) silicone valley where they had that uh, episode where the guy uh built that uh like it was like a torso basically (laughs) of of a of an artificial intelligence or whatever and you find out that he's very creepy with it and everything and there's a point where one of the guys he's like a software designer is like after the guy leaves he's like that guy's totally fucking that robot, right? <laughs> and immediately was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah totally." <laughs> That's the uh, the dude from High Fidelity. Yeah, the uh, other uh, uh, clerk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always forget his name. Uh, yeah, I think he's also the au pair in Jerry Maguire. Yes, he is. that's right. Yeah. He is. Yeah. I always forget his name. Au pair. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Ultimately, if you're like Barrett, you should go watch this movie. Hmm. Full on. Don't even think about it. Yeah. Oh man. Take a ten year old. The way the the way that I watched this movie, maybe it was my mindset, maybe it was the the company that I had. I just had a freaking blast. I I enjoyed the performances. I thought the action was well done, except it was dimly lit and everything. Uh, I think Lando really added some some spice and flavor to this. I thought Kira was fine. Yeah. See, you know what? That's another thing. Uh, I don't really feel like they are a couple in this then i mean i know that they break them up right off the right off the bat mm-hmm. and i i never i we never get that whole like he's been waiting three years to go back to the home planet to get the love of his life thing i never really got that and plus amelia <laughs> clark is a miscast i think a lot of times when you put her at this point she's so associated with game of thrones she's such a regal presence on that show it's distracting and it's i know it's i know that's bad because i don't want anybody to be typecast mm-hmm. 
but there's just something about it. Like she's better than him, you know. It's like there's <laughs> there's no reason they should ever be together. I was also a little like, I know someone's gonna point out the book that explains this, but it seems like Han Solo should have found a way sooner than three years to break free from his soldiering. Because mm-hmm. like he leaves, but the only way he can get off this prison planet is to enlist as as an Empire soldier. Right? I thought that was cool, by the way. The fact that he fought for the Empire yeah. was a wrinkle that I didn't know about. I don't know if it's referenced anywhere in the movies or anything like that. Not in the, uh, I, in the movies. I, I just feel like this is another shoehorn mm. to me. Uh, I, I, yeah, I get it, but it's it to me it doesn't feel like that's something he would have ever done well and what's weird is it's very it's very much like now i don't know who ripped off who but it's very much like nathan fillion's characters past in firefly yeah because yeah, yeah. he had fought for whatever the umpire is and that before he became a pirate um anyway my point is three years and they literally had you on camera 24 7 like you can't sneak away from like this is the love of your life like you bawled your eyes out that you couldn't leave together and you I mean, the planet looks pretty muddy. There's millions of soldiers. Up. You can't sneak yeah. away. Hey, you can't steal a ship. That was the whole well, they, reason. Well, he sneaks away as soon as he meets Woody Harrelson. Yeah, yeah, What, he never thought to sneak away on his own? Yeah. In was, three years? That was, he could have stolen a ship easily. I don't think that he was really the whole, liked her. That was the whole point, was he needed a ship yeah. to get back. Yeah. And like, Empire's got plenty of ships. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I could steal one? I mean, he was on a prison planet for a reason. It's not like theft had never entered. Anyway, since it frustrated me. You're, You're right. It's in some book that we haven't read. I'm sure it is. I'm it's sure in some is. cartoon. They, got, they put on... a chip in his brain, and if he left, they'd have blown him up like suicide. <laughs> some, some, it was some cartoon that was on Nickelodeon. It was like a one-off. You had to, get, get, you had to, you had to go in the cereal box and put in the code. Um, <laughs> it was uh, in the Christmas special. It was in the Christmas special. <laughs> like, if you watch the Ewoks Blu-ray, there's an Easter egg. Um so yeah and if you're like uh jeremy or me and god help you yeah seriously you do i mean it's enough just to get through the day yeah that's the case. um i i i would say maybe wait for it on blu-ray it's not it's not mandatory that you see this but if you're like me or, or jeremy you're just kind of like yeah if i have time i'll watch it yeah mm. it's not the kind of movie i would say don't ever waste your time i would just say you know th- think twice before you plunk down 1250 um Mm. on a matinee mm. yeah yeah jesus it's pricey out there i'm paying for that bigger seat now yeah mm-hmm. I, so it's far totally it's worth it, it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> well damn it you know what after that mall thing i feel like the mall thing in in Dernkirk. uh <laughs> anything involved with mall mall moly 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 anything like that i just don't want to i don't want to fucking deal with it anymore the mall the uh <laughs> not even m-a-l-l or no anything like if that. there's an if, mall there, rats? if there's some questionable mall somewhere richard that comes mall? Up, M-A- oh yeah well richard mall <laughs> m-a-l-l if it's scenes from a mall we're never doing that gretchen mall gretchen mall oh, there's nice. probably something that i'm gonna fuck up on that. mall flanders see no i had, we were saying mall flanders exactly you might as well it's like i love the ned ned uh, gets opens up his leftorium it's like you might want to call me mall flanders <laughs> um but uh but yeah i i mean after watching that movie and being in the car with my brother we i sat there and figured out the math and i was like there's no way this motherfucker 
if he was still alive, where the fuck was he in those other years? Like he's just like, fuck this, I don't want to be a Darth anything anymore. Right? Fuck this, I'm gonna go to some other planet so that the emperor can't see me. That's what happened. Fuck that motherfucker. Yeah, man, I'm with you. I'm with you. It's, he it's, is a bastard. It's um, terrible. Um. Anyway, uh, that will do it for this mini pod. Mini pod. Mini pod. My uh, solo pod. Yeah, <laughs> solo Star Wars story. Keep going to Sincast presented by CinemaSins. Uh, SoundCloud and Twitter and give us your thoughts on this episode. What did you think about Solo, a Star Wars story? Tell me. T- I love having to say that <laughs> exactly. whole fucking thing. Exactly. It's like, uh, what did you think about Dr. Strange Love or how I learned to stop worrying? And- <laughs> do, you, do you remember? I think I've said this before, but when, uh, when the, uh, the Golden Globes were being announced. Oh, Borat. And Borat was yeah. in there. And it, the full name is like Borat make cultural oh, observation yeah. for make glorious <laughs> union of they had Kazakhstan. to say they had to say they that said whole the thing yeah. thing is so great yeah um but anyway go 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 to those uh things tell us what you think uh i, I get the sense that there's gonna be a lot of people who are like i was disappointed mm-hmm. but i'm gonna get i'm gonna get a few people who are like i really love this this was fun mm-hmm. and i totally get that uh, and even i had you know some fun with this movie it's not like a total loss but agreed anyway uh that'll do it for this uh mini pod it's chris atkins and jeremy scott and barrett share we'll see you next time thanks for listening comment on our episodes on our soundcloud page check us out on youtube twitter facebook and reddit and be sure to visit cinemasins.com Cultural learnings of America for make benefit glorious nation of Kazakhstan. Yes. <laughs> Guys, Caesar, ancient Rome. <laughs> obviously, did it's the been, actual it's Caesar the live oldest here? one. Did the actual Caesar live here? Sometimes you guys' ignorance just astounds me. <laughs> I know. I know. You know, Ocean's Eight is going to be like two and a half hours long and like super convoluted and just. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you don't know. Be the Ghostbusters I, of heist movies. Yeah. I won't. Yeah. I won't mind looking at Anne Hathaway for a while, though. She's so pretty. I love me some Anne Hathaway. And Rihanna. Yeah. And Sandy Bullock. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like Sandy Bullock. I like Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett. Uh, Helena I mean, Bonham all Carter. Oh, yeah. Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah. Sarah Paulson. Sarah Paulson is can look gorgeous. She's adorable. I may or may not have Googled that. <laughs> I mean, these days, you really got to be careful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you do. Let's talk about Solo, <laughs> please. <laughs> I've met Matt Mahaffey. Well, Dan Arbrock lives down the street <laughs> from me. Pod. Mini pod. Ah. Solo pod? <laughs> I, nobody had said the title of the movie, so I couldn't do a pod. No. <laughs>